0: Hey, I'm Ruth Schwenk, and I'm so thrilled you're listening in with us at Root Like Faith. It is our deepest desire to encourage and equip men and women to be rooted in God's Word, transformed by the love of Jesus, and moved by His mission in the power of the Holy Spirit. Nothing is more important. Well, on today's episode of Root Like Faith, we'll be talking about launching our children from a foundation of faith— And more specifically, what we want our kids to know before we launch them into the world. So I'm really excited for this episode. Let's get going. Well, One of the greatest joys we have in life is this calling, with God's help, of course, To shape our children's hearts. It's to ground them, to guard them and to guide them into God's amazing truth and love and grace. And yes, that all sounds like a lot to me. (laughs) Like, Oh, I, you know, I really hope I can do that. It feels like a lot. Um, but, of course, we want to be able to release our children into the wor- world for God's glory. So it shouldn't be easy.
1: Well, I just—I always think about Third John 4, you know, where John says that a father has no greater joy than to know that his children are walking in the truth. Mm. And, of course, John's talking about, you know, as he refers to children, he's talking about disciples or followers of Jesus. And But that certainly can be applied to moms and dads who, like you're saying, I mean, there's just nothing. But I mean, I love being a dad. I love being a parent. And, and so I think we can apply that, that like, there's just nothing greater in life than knowing that your sons or your daughters mm. are walking in the faith. And, you know, and there's also nothing more painful if you're a Christian mom or dad who's had a son or daughter walk away from the faith. Mm. And so that, that is incredibly heartbreaking and can be. And it's just mm-hmm. as a pastor have counseled, you know, numerous, um, you know, parents over the years who've experienced that and are praying that God would bring their prodigal home. Mm. And yet, yes, there's just, there's such a joy. There's such a an incredible Um, joy in in being a part of of just seeing God get a hold of your son or your daughter's heart and giving them faith in Jesus. And so that's really what we're continuing Mm. to talk about today and how overwhelming that task can be, how Mm -hmm. scary it can be. And obviously with God's help, um, just how incredibly rewarding it can be. You know, the other day, I remember we were, our oldest son, Tyler, who's uh, 18, he'll be 19 soon. He was kind of scribbling something on his wrist and you know I asked him what it was and he said it was an arrow mm. and it was he was kind of making you know making this I guess sort of a, a, a temporary tattoo of sorts on his on his wrist and ask him why an arrow and I loved his response he said because Dad you've always told us that we're arrows no dad just my little that.
0: baby boy but he's not a baby anymore <laughs> he he's, not he's a baby 18 anymore. years old <laughs> that is for
1: sure but I love that you know we've written about this I mean in our book for better for kids of how to love your spouse with kids in the house we, we talk at length about, mm. you know, Psalm 127 and how the the writer uses that imagery mm-hmm. of a child being like an arrow in the hands of a warrior. I mean, verses three through five says, children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring, a, a reward from him, like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver mm. is full of them. And so, you know, we have over the years as our kids, you know, were young and as they've grown up, we've tried to remind them over and over again, and we've written about it, you know, that, that you're an arrow Mm -hmm. that in God's hands, you're, you're a weapon of, of light and life and truth Mm -hmm. and goodness and beauty. And by God's grace, as he sends you out into the world, I mean, God is using you to, to make war, if you will, Mm -hmm. on the darkness and the brokenness, Mm -hmm. the loneliness, the despair, the hopelessness that we see in the world. And so I just love that, that he remembered that, and that those little seeds that we planted, even when he was young, that that God is mm-hmm. you know, continuing to water water that. And that's really what we're talking about mm-hmm. is, is really launching our kids from a place of faith.
0: Mm-hmm. And sometimes when it feels really hard, because this is hard, um, like I said, I mean, it, with such a high calling, it shouldn't be easy. But I think sometimes when it's hard, the temptation is to just be like, oh. It doesn't even, you know, what I'm doing doesn't matter. It's not even working. I, and you feel um, discouraged and you want to give up. And you feel like this picture of, of, you know, releasing our, it's so powerful, releasing our kids into the world as arrows. It feels like impossible. Um, but we can't give up on what God has called us to do, even when it feels really, really hard.
1: When I think about, you know, as, as our kids get closer and closer to leaving the house, you know, maybe hmm. some of our listeners are like, I wish my son or daughter would, would live, you know, leave the house. Maybe they're, you know, they're, they're in your basement <laughs> and you're, you're trying to figure out how to evict them. Right. Um, and so that, that's, you know, DM us, we'll give you some, some hints on that, but no, um, you know, I think as, as that day gets closer and closer to your son or your daughter, you know, graduating and going off to college or maybe they're in college and they're you know they're commuting and they're you know that day's getting closer where they get married or, or move to another city whatever the circumstances are i do feel like as a parent there's just a greater sense of urgency, yeah. you know, and as your kids are getting older, you're, you're, at least I am, I'm thinking, okay, well, what do I need to teach them? Well, How do I need to prepare them? What else are they going to encounter in life? And I I get, you know, as time goes on, you know, more and more sort of, um, you know, thoughtful in that area. Yeah.
0: Well, I think, and I know I've said this many times recently, but all of a sudden, like the reality is this, that there is a long time until your kids are in high school, like there's a lot of years. And then all of a sudden, you've got four years left and you're yeah. like, oh my word, what just happened? And that is how I have felt since, t- I mean, our oldest son, Tyler, is now in college, but I have felt like that since he, around eighth grade, all of a sudden I was like, oh my word. And now it's just happening with one child after the next. Yeah. And I I just can't believe it. Time goes by so fast. It
1: does. And to be and to be fair, because I know some of our listeners, they're empty nesters already and they've got kids that are out of the house, mm-hmm. married, grandkids. You know, we, we never... Um, you know, we never stop uh, no. being in that relationship, and you never stop influencing your son or your daughter. I, I loved, you know, go back uh, and listen to the the interview I did with Clay Clarkson a number of months ago, and he just gave some great advice in terms of how parenting changes when your kids do leave the house. And uh, I just thought that there's just so much wisdom there. And so, to be fair, I mean that relationship does continue, yes. but it is different. And so right. that window of opportunity that you're talking about, that we're talking about, it is so unique, and it, it's closing. I and mean, that time that we have when our kids are young and Maybe more impressionable, more moldable. Um, that that window of opportunity is is closing quickly. I oftentimes think about Jesus in his public ministry. I mean, he only had three years with the disciples, mm. and what that must have been like for him. You know, God in in humanity, to know that that his days were were numbered uh, here on earth, at least, and that he would mm-hmm. send his spirit, and his spirit would continue to guide those disciples in in the truth. But I just think about that as a parent. You know, if we had that perspective that our time really is limited and with God's help, we had this unique opportunity to teach them, mm-hmm. to ground them, to guard them, to guide them, to prepare them to one day release them into the world. Like that changes mm-hmm. conversations. It changes what we do with our time. It changes what we value mm-hmm. as a family.
0: That's true. And so I think
1: it's so important that as we're thinking about launching kids into the world someday that we really are we're not re- we're not raising them to keep them we, we really are raising mm. them to release to them. release
0: them yeah and so of course like you said once our parent our parents once our kids are out of the house
1: they will be parents
0: they will be likely
1: someday which maybe is really scary. possibly <laughs>
0: um but once our kids are out of the house we never stop parenting. Obviously, you're still guiding and, and helping and all of that.
1: My but- mom was, was still telling me to wear khaki pants when I preached <laughs> up until about the year before she passed away. So it is true. You just never stop parenting.
0: But but right now, obviously, <laughs> we're talking about when our kids are still in the home. So let's, let's transition here and talk about the things. What things come to mind, honey, when you think about our kids um, at home and preparing them to launch out into the world. What are those things that are most important for us to really teach them?
1: Yeah, it's good. I think just kind of thinking through different, different, you know, you know, character qualities or attributes of who God is, or just principles for us as parents to remember mm-hmm. as we're preparing to launch our kids into the world, you know, um, this is going to sound so, here's the first thing I would say that this is gonna sound so simple. Mm. Um, and that's that, that I think we've got to ground our kids in our love for them, but also God's love for them. Mm. I know that sounds so simple, so easy, but we just live in a culture that is so built on performance and doing and Mm. success Mm. that it's easy even for a Christian parent to get caught up in that and Mm -hmm. that everything we're doing or trying to do for our kids is being shaped by worldly values, cultural mm-hmm. values that, that mm-hmm. are, you know, the opposite of what uh, God calls us as Christians to pursue. And so, I mean, that would be the first thing that, that we just need to ground our kids. We need to love them and nurture them and care for them emotionally, physically, spiritually. We need to, to insulate them, if you mm. will, in our love for them, but also God's love for them.
0: Well, and immediately I think of how many people as adults don't understand the deep love that right. God has for them. And so I think, I mean, I know it sounds simple, like you said, but, but really it isn't. Well, I think
1: most of us will spend the rest of our life trying to be loved. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's the reality mm. um, that, that many of us are, are wounded in significant ways. We're, we're loved mm-hmm. in significant ways, but even the best of parents, you, you know, we yeah. we're also wounded and, yeah. and so we go looking for, for love and, and approval and worth. And so it's so important, I think for us as parents to remember that simple sort of obvious fundamental truth of, mm-hmm. of just God's love for our kids and mm-hmm. our love for them. I, I think about that in the life of Jesus, you know, in Matthew chapter three, where we don't really know much about Jesus's childhood until, you know, he, he comes and and he's, you know, baptized. You know, that's one of the sort of the first things, not the first thing that we learn about Jesus, but early on in the gospels is Jesus coming to be baptized. Mm. And I love that story, you know, towards the end of Matthew chapter three, where Jesus comes up out of the water and the scriptures say that, you know, the heavens were torn open, they, yeah. they were ripped yeah. open and Jesus hears the voice of his father. He hears his father say, this is my son whom I love with him. I am well pleased. Oh, and of course so that yes. that was, you know, heaven's approval before mm-hmm. he'll meet hell's assault and in Matthew chapter mm-hmm. four, he'll be tempted by the devil. But I think that biblical example is so important that before Jesus goes out and is rejected by men, is challenged by the religious leaders, is forgotten, abandoned, rejected, mm-hmm. tempted by the devil. He has his father's love. Mm-hmm. Um, and love and it's his father's love that, that enables him to endure what he endures in his earthly ministry. Mm-hmm. And it'll be his father's love in the Garden of Gethsemane that, that he'll lean on and surrender to when he says, not my will, but your will be done. Mm-hmm. So I know that sounds really simple and really obvious, but I I think that that would be the first thing Mm -hmm. that I would say as parents, we've got to remember is to saturate our kids in our unconditional love of our kid, you know, of our kids, but but also God's unconditional Mm -hmm. love for them.
0: Yeah, that's that's so good. And I love the reminder of Jesus and God speaking that truth into his heart at that moment. Oh, that's so powerful. Um I also was thinking about something that we I feel like have done from the when our kids were really little even, like three, you know, they might be three years old and we're like, God can use you in amazing (laughs) way, you know, like (laughs) and they're ready to just go take on the world, and they're three years old. But um, I feel like we've always really tried to instill in them a vision for greatness. Um, wouldn't you agree, honey? That's something that we've definitely tried to do from the from when they were very, very little.
1: Yeah, I was just I just had uh, lunch with a friend of mine not too long ago, and his kids are, you know, similar age, and we were kind of talking about parenting and just some of the challenges, and we were sort of picking each other's brains on on different things, and we were talking about that very subject, that, you know, when you read the scriptures in Genesis chapter one, you know, God has made us in his image, I mean, he, he's mm-hmm. wired us to reflect who he is to a watching world, and, mm-hmm. and we're called to tell the truth about who God is with our lives, and, you know, we were made uh, to know God, to walk with God, to serve God. Mm. We were created for truth and goodness and beauty. Um, and so, yeah, I think that idea of, of really inspiring in our kids a vision mm. that, that God is great and that God is good and that God wants to use their life, that their life matters. I mean, we're living in a day when there is so much kind of hopelessness and despair, like my life doesn't count. Mm. My life doesn't matter. I need to go out and you know you have countless people who are trying to, to be famous on Instagram for doing dances, mm. um, you know, and so right. giving a vision for our kids, <laughs> right. that know, your life does matter that mm. God created you and he knows you and he loves you and he wants to work through you in ways that maybe the world will see, but maybe the world will mm. never see. Yeah, and there's your a your life counts
0: right, and there's a depth to you. I think of how many children we see who I feel like they're. It's almost like they're walking around like robots. I don't know how right. else to say that, but you know, like nobody has instilled in them in them this vision for greatness, how how they can be used in the world. Right.
1: And and I think it again, it's it's a reflection of the culture we're living Absolutely. in. Absolutely, there's, there's a deep sense of meaninglessness mm. in the culture that they're living yeah. in. Yeah. And so for us as Christian parents to remind our kids of ultimate reality, which is Mm -hmm. God's reality, that no, there is a God who made you, who loves you, who wants to use you um, and your life does matter. Their meaning and purpose and truth are real. um, And so just to inspire that in our kids. I think is so important, you know, early on, and then as you, you see it, right, as as your kids get older, and they're trying to figure out, well, what do I want to study, right? Uh, where do I want to go to college, and those conversations keep coming back. Well, how did God wire you? Mm-hmm. What is it you're passionate about? What mm-hmm. what gifts has God given you? And how have other mm-hmm. people, for example? you know, sort of seen that in you or, or cheered that on. And Mm -hmm. I think those are just maybe some really practical ways Mm -hmm. that that uh, truth in particular kind of comes back, you know, as they're getting ready to leave our house, it's helping them kind of discern what is God's calling for your life. Don't, don't just look for a job where you're going to make lots of money, Mm -hmm. uh, but how has God called you and wired you? What are Mm -hmm. your unique gifts that he's given you that, that now you're beginning to see as a 17, 18, 19 year old that can help you now Um, determine what school you go to, what program you end up studying. And so I think that 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 second truth is so important.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think, you know, as we're talking about this, what I I keep thinking about is how the the parent who's like, okay, this is great, but what about when my child... Doesn't it like as they're getting older and some of this seems they're kind of like, oh, whatever. Um, how do you where's the because I feel like there's a balance between pressuring our kids in, to all, you know, yeah. and then also or versus preparing them. Yeah. And so what's the difference? I think that would be really important for us to talk about right now. The difference between pressure, pressuring our kids to follow Jesus, to really understand these things about themselves versus preparing them. Yeah, I know, I, I know
1: as we, as we, you know, over the next couple of weeks kind of talk about, you know, the idea of, of releasing our kids, but helping them cultivate an individual or an independent relationship with Jesus mm, that yeah. that's so important, because I think there are so many Christian families who in, in you know, I, I've fallen into this over the years where it's like you want what is right, you, you want for your kids to love Jesus and mm-hmm. to grow up and to trust in him and to walk with him. And that's a good desire. And yet I'm powerless to really make that change in my child's heart. And so there's a surrender to God's grace. So the, the parents that, that, you know, almost put too much or not almost, but do put too much pressure on themselves become rigid. Mm. They can become domineering. They can become controlling. They're pressuring their kids to follow Jesus. And so I think that that can be a mistake. And, and you see that oftentimes in, in families where it is a, a very rigid environment, controlling environment. Mm-hmm. And it's the desire is good. I mean, mm-hmm. who doesn't want their kid to follow Jesus and to grow up and, and to walk with the Lord? But that can that can fall into really trying to pressure our kids to follow Jesus. Where preparing them to choose Jesus is very different. Um, I think the goal of a parent who is, who is preparing their child to choose Jesus is doing what we, we've been talking about. Where we are, again, you're being faithful. You're, you're being consistent. Mm-hmm. You're praying for your kids. You're modeling for your kids the good life. So that, that, um, what I, what I mean by that, the good life is that we're modeling for our kids that following Jesus really is the abundant life. Mm. It really is the flourishing life. And they see that Um, they see the fruit of not following Jesus from other people's lives sometimes, Mm -hmm. but to see the fruit of following Jesus, that there's a blessing in that, that they want that someday.
0: There's hope. There's, there's hope peace. in that.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I'll, I'll tell our kids all the time. Dad is a pastor for 20 years. He's counseled people who've messed up their life by not following Jesus. I've never counseled anybody who's messed up their life because they followed Jesus. Mm. And so, you know, our kids have heard me say that on and off over the years. And it's, and it's true. There's, there's a blessing that comes from walking with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I think when our kids see that they're experiencing that in a variety of different ways, Again, by God's grace, they're more inclined to want to choose Jesus, and they haven't been pressured to follow Jesus. Yeah,
0: well, because I'm thinking of <laughs> this is kind of funny, but I'm thinking of the child who's like, you know, the parent who's like, "You're gonna do, you know, God's gonna use you, and God can work through you." And the and the child who's like, "Yeah, sure. Well, I don't feel great. You know what I mean? Like, and so <laughs> then why are
1: you watching Netflix for four hours a night, Mom?
0: <laughs> but you know what I mean. That doesn't like, look like greatness. No, but what I'm saying is like the child who who isn't really taking to heart what you're saying right. to them and yeah. what you're what you've spoken over them and to them and again this is about having grace and not pressuring them into to believing that but letting God work in their yeah, in their life in their heart and just being faithful to continue to yeah. say God loves you you know I you know God can use being you being patient yes right? being patient. just continue
1: to be patient you're you're doing all the things that you know God has called you to do you're, you're modeling for them, you're teaching them and yeah, you're just ultimately being, being patient. You're letting God do his work and his time. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that can, that can be a, a challenge sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the other things I would say, and we talked about this in the previous episode is just to remember that, that our goal is not to raise good kids. It's to raise godly kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. so our, our goal isn't so much to, to raise good kids that, you know, um, get into the right college and make X amount of dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of those things, I think, you know, we obviously are, are, can be important things and things that we, that, um, that we don't ignore in terms of trying to set our kids up for success as they enter into to adulthood. But the primary calling for a Christian parent is to raise a disciple. It's to raise a godly son. Or daughter someday. Mm -hmm. Uh, We may not see that when they're 12 or 14 or 17, but by God's grace, when they leave our home and God continues his work, I mean, that's the goal is is really to see our kids as little disciples, to Mm -hmm. see our home as a little church or a little temple uh, where by God's grace, we're shepherding them and leading them and guiding them to Jesus. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that's, I think, such an important perspective to keep. As, especially as our kids are young and getting closer uh, to being released into the world.
0: Yeah, and I think the best thing um, as parents is when we can – widen the circle a little bit when it's not when, when it's not all up to us right. I don't know as our kids have gotten older and I've seen the influence of other people in their lives the good influence yeah. of other people in their lives absolutely it's been such a gift like you're it's such a relief to be honest
1: yeah, and I think you know you talked about uh, you know last week just the importance of taking initiative you know, you're know, mm-hmm. you talking about different um, women in your life who mm-hmm. have had an yeah. impact and how you took the initiative uh-huh. to reach out to them and mm-hmm. I think yeah the same is true And I think about the different people in our life that we can take the initiative to reach out to, to invest in our kids, mm. you know, to widen the circle that, mm-hmm. that our family is not the only family that uh, is called to have a spiritual impact on our kids. And I think that's when we think about the New Testament, what happens is the, the language of family becomes the dominant um, language of the church. And so yes. every family is embedded in the family, the church. And so I think just remembering that is, as a mom or as a dad That we have this incredible uh, resource called the local church, Mm. Um, different brothers and sisters in the faith, spiritual moms or dads that we can take the initiative. We can reach out to so that their relationship, their influence can have an incredible impact on a son or a daughter.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think of how many times over the years we've had people into our home and our kids were all sitting around together and talking and just the impact that has, yeah. you know, on, on their lives. And then, of course, like you said, we've we have reached out to people um, that we really um, asked to invest in our kids yeah. as well.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Just I mean, just recently we, we have a couple that, that um, we have reached out to and, and have asked them to, to in a very intentional way to have an impact on our kids to continue building the relationship that already existed. And mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things I've loved about being in ministry and you don't have to be a pastor Mm -mm. but I just think about the calling that God places on all of us as followers of Jesus Mm -hmm. to be involved in community to be involved in the local church serving uh, offering our home you know opening our home uh, you know to to other people like one of the incredible gifts that comes with that is that our kids have gotten to be around some amazing people over the Mm. years and I think about you know even over the last couple years you know we're pastoring, serving here in Ann Arbor. So we've got, you know, students coming from the University of Michigan. We have student athletes that come. We've got, you know, not just students, but other people, couples, families. And our kids get to be around not just us, but they get to be be around other people Mm -hmm. uh, that are following Jesus, that are loving him and serving him, students at U of M that, that love Jesus and are reaching out to classmates. And God uses, you know, people outside of our family like that, I think, in some pretty incredible ways. So now it's not just mom and dad who are calling me to this life of godliness and calling me to trust in Jesus. But I get to see the gymnasts at University of Michigan who are following Jesus. Mm. Uh, I get to see the couple who, mm-hmm. you know, moved here and, and uh, he's doing grad work, or you know, the, the family that is reaching their neighbors and praying for them and opening their home to them. Like our kids get to see the impact that other people within our church family, mm-hmm. um, can, can have on them. And God uses that, I think in amazing ways.
0: Mm, that's so good. Well, this has been such a great conversation. I'm kind of sad it's over. <laughs> it doesn't have to, we well, just keep talking. As, you can got nothing tell, going on. as I'm sure the listener can tell, <laughs> we, as our friends that are listening, I'm just going to start calling them our friends because they are, Absolutely. um, that we, this is something we're very passionate about. And I just think, you know, again, there is, this is such a high calling and we shouldn't minimize that. Um, and so this has been such a good conversation talking about just wanting our faith to move forward in our homes and through our children and building that foundation of faith. And like I have said, it's so, so important. And you know
1: what, can I say one oh, more thing? I, know we honey, a I was about
0: ready to close it up. <laughs>
1: You know, I was just thinking about that last, about widening the circle. I remember being a sixth grader. I went on a canoe trip to the Boundary Waters (laughs) in Minnesota, northern Minnesota. And I remember one of my teachers, you know, because we talked about other people within our church. Mm -hmm. We didn't really specifically say youth pastors or it was a teacher for me. It was it was my my coach. Yeah. And I went to the Boundary Waters canoeing area with with several of my teachers. I think like five of my classmates and um, the one teacher in particular, uh, Mr. Beck, Jeff Beck. Uh, who's still teaching in Fort Wayne, he gave me a a cassette tape uh, of Rich Mullin's and god used that in such a profound way I know that sounds I know, so he's been sing- simple but yeah. i've been singing rich Mullins songs ever since
0: yeah for the last and over 20 so some years i've known you you just never
1: know who god is going to use mm-hmm. when god is going to use that person and what he's going to use you and
0: can't remember any other lyrics of any other song except for rich Mullins. and they but they have had a, that has had a big <laughs> impact on you
1: sorry i just wanted to get that in there that was really really important <laughs> to me no,
0: no i i do think it's we just don't realize the impact well, I maybe we do realize when we start to think about the impact that other people have had in our lives, that can happen in our children's lives as well. And that's just so powerful. So, so powerful. So everything we talked about today, I know we, we shared some some scripture. That will all be um, at our um, website, rootlikefaith.com forward slash podcast. And we are just so grateful you have joined us. If we haven't met, please follow us on Instagram at Patrick W. Schwank and at ruth. Twank or on Facebook and listen, I have gotten some of your messages. Maybe I should start reading the messages because they're so nice. You because I get
1: amazing messages too and it's always such... Uh, it's always such an encouragement i
0: just love to, to be, be able from- to put a face and a name with a friend here because right now you're just listening to me but when you follow on instagram and then you introduce yourself in the dms i love that because it's like you put the face in the name with a listener so again we welcome you into our family here at root like faith would you do us a big favor and leave us a review or rating and share this podcast with your friends It just takes a second. It's a tremendous help to us as we spread the word about Root Like Faith. Be sure to tag us on social media when you do that. We'll repost it. We're so grateful for your help in getting the word out. Okay, friend, well, we will chat soon, and we hope you have the very best week.